welcome everyone to Babes on the Brink. I am your devoted, faithful Annabelle, here to recap week three, episode five of the Traitors USA season two, A Killer Move. And <laughs> with me is my killer queen, it's Chili Philly. <laughs> How are you? Hello, hello. I love that. I Every week I'm like, wow, I say the same introduction for poor Mel. I call her the best trader, Canada's best <laughs> trader. But you always think of something um, new every time. I, it's amazing. I've got to keep this relationship fresh, darling. <laughs> now I know I've got hot competition. I need to, to keep you on your toes. Yes, no, no, you do. Guess what? Mel, this is mine and Mel's last week coming up. What are we going to do with her next? Nothing. <laughs> 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 we have to, we have to, she might, she might um, replace you sometime soon if you're not watching out. I know, I need to, I need to stay on my toes. So this, this was an episode, I thought it was a fun episode, it was a spicy episode. How did you feel about it overall? It's so funny because I like basically just watched it just then and um, in the days leading up to right now, uh, I've seen all the social media sort of posting about it. So... I think it was really a real interesting sort of experiment to sort of see the memory stemming from an episode and then watching it after the fact and then sort of breaking it down still. And, you know, I went on Reddit before and so sort of got sussed out basically what had happened and then I watched it. Uh, so, yeah, it's real, really interesting episode. Um, I feel like it's probably the most strategic episode we've had in a while. Thank I agree. Goodness. I mean, we don't watch The Traitors USA for the strategy, it's always been about the drama. And yes. we did get the drama, you effing traitor bitch. Um, <laughs> but we we got a little bit of strategy this time, so they're spoiling us. Yeah, literally. <coughs> and hey, like, that's... I, I know half the time we're like, well, have half these people even watch the show or whatever? But do you know what? It is very nice to know that they've at least watched some things or at least Kate's watched Big Brother, you know? <laughs> and... Shout out to Pretty Pilot Pete. He's going to get a lot of love. So yes. let's start it off. We, in the last episode four, we cut out in Traitor's Tower where Phaedra is going at poverty. And that's <laughs> where we pick up here. Dan is watching in delight as they go at each other. But lucky for Parv, Phaedra believes in grace and mercy. She gets one more chance. <laughs> Yes, I do love it. It was so funny because I feel like uh, everybody's response to last week was that Phaedra was gonna, you know, let her have it. And then, and even based off what you said about um, Nick's analysis, <laughs> the third hand analysis of of this uh, of Phaedra, I think I was expecting a lot more. But yeah, her willingness to sort of back down and sort of give grace to Pav was very nice. Uh, I feel like maybe she kind of at this point sort of understands that she kind of has to do that in the tower. Yeah. And I, I mean, I don't think this is over. I, I think Phaedra will be happier to turn on poverty than a Dan, but yeah. I think Phaedra's understanding of the traitors is the traitors are all supposed to work to the get together until the end. She's not yes. quite grasped the assignment. That said, this episode, she does have some input. Uh, Parvati yeah. and Dan say, you know, Phaedra, we've, we've hurt your feelings a little bit, so we're going to let you choose the murder victim this time. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I was going to say, and it's so funny because I was reading online before um, 
I'd watched it that this was a bit of a gimme uh, murder. I don't know if you read that as well. No. As in sort of like they sort of got rid of uh, Tamara because she was sick and all these sorts of things. Like it was a... Yeah, well, that's what I read. I can't even remember where I read that now. Maybe it was on Reddit or something. But basically, Tamara was, like, sick and they were just sort of like, well, hey, here you go, a a lob. She can, we can get, she can, quote, unquote, be eliminated and whatever. So, yeah, I found that really interesting watching it because I'm like, she was crying and stuff. So she must have really cared. But who knows? Um, Unfortunately, that fully um, (laughs) changed my viewing of watching what was happening. I'm like, hmm. Because there's absolutely no way that they would have gone rid of Sandra, right? No, I mean, okay, maybe <laughs> maybe Tamara wasn't crying. Maybe her eyes were streaming from her cold and flu. Um, but that that does change my perspective. I mean, I thought that this was a really good move. It was between Sandra and Tamara. Um, and while Dan and, and Parv didn't explicitly say no, not Sandra, they yeah. did say, oh, you know, um, she, she could pull the trigger on any of us, but but don't you think that Tamara would would be more of a surprise? And, and yeah. shouldn't we really be picking the one that causes the most surprise? Yeah. I thought ultimately, though, this was a really good move for Phaedra because it completely took the heat off the housewives. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, you know, the, the idea that a housewife wouldn't murder another housewife, and it also made their numbers block a lot less threatening. Yeah. So whether it was actual strategy, Phaedra, like, <laughs> shooting into a, into a bucket, <laughs> or it was a mercy kill of a very ill Tamara, it worked out. <laughs> Yeah, like, at the end of the day, I feel like, yeah, for Phaedra, it worked out fine. Because um, I, I, I can't remember if we said this last week or if it was with Mel or my brain, but uh, I kind of do miss just the chaotic murders. Yes. Because it just throws it all up in the air constantly. I feel like the more and more they the traders sort of game the game, play the yes. game, uh, the more they overthink this element sometimes and I feel like at the end of the day for this group where basically only Phaedra's getting no suspicion but the other two aren't the more chaos that sort of throws people under the bus the better and I feel like they're not really thinking in that way no and I mean we get down to breakfast and Janelle and CT are first in and and Janelle quickly points out the housewives are too stupid for this. Like, I don't think they're a real threat, CT. They can barely vote together. They certainly can't mastermind a bunch of murders, let alone these, like, wild surprise murders. So we, we see a couple of themes emerge through this episode. And yes. I think the number one is the rise of the himbos. Yes, I love it. I saw somebody on Twitter claim the calling of them the himbos. I was like, um, I think if you listen to our podcast like two weeks ago, we already called this. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are acting like this is a new information, but guess what? <laughs> the himbos are all knew. being together. And and with Peter at the centre, so I thought there were some interesting dynamics at breakfast. Mm-hmm. Bergie's calling Peter his closest ally. Yep. Janelle was super excited to yeah. see Peter come into the breakfast room yeah. as well. Um, so he's got some really good relationships here. Yes. Um, and Peter is gunning hard on Dan. Yes. And I think uh, 
you know, once you've eliminated, the himbos seem to all agree, it, production's not going to make one of us a traitor. Like, yeah. we can barely spell our own names. <laughs> We're fine. Yeah. And that literally, and I'm I'm lumping John in with the himbos here. He's yeah, the no, himbo. Ah, uh, uh, we saw at the end of the episode, he's fully with the himbos. Yes, he's absolutely. the fourth himbo. <laughs> Hot, not smart, are John. Um, but I guess once you you take the himbos out of the equation, the question marks are only CT and Dan, and Dan's the one acting weird. So I don't think it's that's a super genius. Yeah, take. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. In that sense, yeah. It's so obvious. I just find it so. Again, I feel like we have this conversation every week. It's like. I feel like Dan just keeps forgetting. He has no time. He has no time. You like you, you th- he he's like, oh well, next week I'll blah blah blah. It's like, like Dan, this is a game of immediacy. Throwing out names can be basically relinquished the next day when somebody's murdered, you know, or banished and whatever, you know. So yeah, if he's acting the only, he's the only one who's acting suspicious. Also, probably not acting like anything. From what we yeah. see, he kind of just acts like a dude. He's he acts like he's John. Yes, <laughs> except John will put out. I mean, they're all with CT is grilling Dan at breakfast, being like, "Dude, just put out a name." And Dan's refusing. Yeah. John even whispers to someone else, and is like, "Is he even putting them out in private?" And everyone's like, "Yeah, no, no." I, 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 he, I think he's saved by the fact, and I think we saw a bit of this in in some interviews with Janelle, he's somewhat saved by the fact that some of the gamers are playing this, like, survivor. So, yep. for example, Sandra is is keeping Dan on side, even though she's confident he's a faithful. Yeah. Um, but there's no way this dude can win, right? Like, everyone, he's so obvious. Yeah, no, he's way too obvious. Like, he would literally... Because the thing is, at this point, he now has to do above and beyond to prove he's a faithful. Like, it's not that I'm going to throw another traitor under the bus and that proves that I'm a faithful. At this point, it's literally whatever you do, whatever you say, you're so highlighted by the nothingness that you can't get out. He can't. Yeah, I just find it's going to be very hard for him to get out of this hole. And, like, I literally have no idea what he can do because anything he does at this point is going to be spotlit. Yes. Um, and, and look, I could be drastically underestimating Dan. I've not seen his big brother seasons. I know he's supposed to be a strategic genius. I have been wrong many times before and I'm happy to be wrong here again. But at this stage in the game, we're five episodes in. I think it's an 11 episode season. Mm. I am struggling to see how he comes back from this. Um, Tamara is dead. Phaedra wants boiled eggs. There was one other thing at this breakfast I wanted to address, Phil. Yeah. And it is, what the F is with Trishel's outfits this season? <laughs> Her looks have been trash. Okay, we've got this white cowboy hat, this hideous <laughs> flannel shirt, these weird little mittens. It's such a mixed, uncoordinated look. No wonder she was so threatened by peppermint. Yeah, literally. I know. What the hell? I totally forgot about that. Now you reminded me because she hasn't been giving anything. You know, you would have thought, you would have thought after that, after that first banishment that the next minute Trishel is going to be rocking out in basically drag outfits, but no, 
her out her outfits have been to the point of which I totally forgot that that was the whole point of which Peppermint got punished. It's <laughs> it's like she's got a whole like trunk of random clothes and she rolls the dice and whatever yeah. it lands on is like an accessory she has to pull out. It's yeah. It's not good. It, the only, the one outfit that I remember from this episode is Sheree's weird denim jacket with furry arms. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I was like, ah, uh, nice bear arms. Oh. Um, yeah, it was, and, and because Alan was wearing like a, uh, yeah. a bird feathered sort of jumper as well, I was a bit like, well, you know, but we're very animal inspired this episode. Cow, bear, uh, bird. Mm. I mean, yeah. I think I meant to say this last week, but I'm finding Alan kind of sexy. Who? Alan. Alan. I'm, I'm finding Alan a little bit sexy. Do you know what I was thinking? Oh, I think it was the part where Alan was walking along talking to the camera. But isn't there a part in Romy and Michelle? Wait, have you seen Romy and Michelle? Pascal? No, I've not, but please oh, okay. keep explaining. But, like, I feel like there was a part in Romy and Michelle where it's sort of like a flash... Well... We don't realise it at the time, but it's actually sort of like a dream sequence, but it plays out for over a long enough period of time. And he, his character, because it's a Husker reunion, he, his character went from a big nerd to like this like famous scientist or whatever, inventor, businessman person. And so they do him up with real like cake facey makeup and he's like a real quote like stud sort of thing. And it just reminds me of that. And now it don't, won't land with you because you don't know what I'm referencing. But I feel like it looked like that. Like, he looked so done, done. which, hey, everybody can look done up. But I, I, that's what I was thinking. It's just so funny that you thought. <laughs> I thought, I'm going to I'm gonna have to do the side by side. It will be the second post I've ever done on the <laughs> I'm obsessed. This is really resonating with our audience. Um, and... <laughs> I, I don't know, it wasn't this week's outfit in particular. I just think it's the, the campy aura he's bringing. And I'm, I'm just yeah. a little bit like, yes, Alan, bring yeah. it. Well, I love okay. it. Well, guess, okay, well then pro tips to any Annabelle admirers be camp as as <laughs> 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 Um. Okay, so post-breakfast and the wind is winding. Um, and we really kind of have three... Three strategic conversations here, but the main things we see are Himbo Kevin is kind of breaking breaking out from the rest of his himbos to go all out on Janelle. The Janellacy <laughs> is big time with Kevin this episode, Phil. Yes, I know. And do you know what? In some ways, I'm kind of glad he decided to step out and do something instead of... But well, you know what? We never had a real resolution to the Pete and Kevin weird vote for each other strategy. That did not pan out. And is it because Kevin didn't understand what the strategy was? I think so. I mean, Pete is trying a lot. You know, we yeah. see this episode. Peter, yeah. Peter, and I really appreciate this about him, clearly did his research. Yes. He has watched the prior seasons, so he understands the concept of the S.H.I.E.L.D. strategy. Mm-hmm. But Peter has actually, and I, we're going to get into this in, in the mission, but Peter's bringing his own twist onto that as well. Yeah. Um, and I, I think this, him and him and Kevin of it all, the strategic fallout, that is something we've seen tried on other seasons. Peter wanted to try this for himself. It's just, look at who he's working with, okay? Yeah. The himbos are not, 
um, an ultra strategic bunch and he is having to kind of hold their hand along the way. Bergie might be a better person. Yeah, to I was going to say, yeah, I, I think by the end of this episode, I think while we are calling them himbos, I think Bergie and Kate definitely have actual strategic thoughts and ability to break down what's happening around them. Kevin, John, etc. not quite. So, yeah, no. I feel like that would have been the right thing to do. But, hey, it didn't even pan out. So, who knows? But I'm glad Kevin's trying something. Kevin's trying and he's trying hard. And Dan's kind of happy to roll with it. Meanwhile, Janelle is going all out on Dan. So these two have a long history together, but this is the episode they're going to come at each other. Um, You know, Janelle's like, look, mate, he's giving nothing and he's dangerous. We can't just let him slip by because Mm. he might be playing possum now. This man has teeth. Yeah. Yeah, because I find it interesting that... It is brought up multiple times that Dan has one big brother or at least he's been on multiple times and all this sort of thing. I just am really surprised that that almost has zero weight to any of this. Yeah, I mean, it does seem to have weight with Janelle and we see it a little bit with Kate, but the others, I mean, I think this is coming back to the idea that some of the gamers are more focused on alliance building and wanting a traitor in their corner and in fairness to someone like a Sandra having a really obvious traitor like Dan where you're confident that they're a traitor Mm. is as long as you think they're going to keep you safe a good thing to have I just worry that Dan will 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 cut her because he will assume she is strategic like she's not necessarily doing a, a good enough job of of like, would he rather bring a Kevin, for instance? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I don't think Dan has done enough here to keep Janelle on side. We do see a conversation with him, Janelle and John here, where he says he feels completely comfortable with these two. Um, he's swear he's close to confirming a traitor, but he's not really marinating Janelle enough and she's just not buying no. it. Yeah. And that's the hard thing with these people who know each other. Well, in this circumstance, there's people who have played together. Yeah. Same with Sandra and Parvati. There's going to be an element there where they are... And the thing is, Janelle was pretty early on in the game that they played together, but Sandra and Parv literally were in the final two, final three together. So, Well, with, technically, they basically were the final two. But, like, you know, so at that point, yeah, there's an extra level that I feel like is just unexplainable. And, yeah, unfortunately, the people who would be able to understand, like you are saying, like Sandra and Co., and CT and Trishel and stuff like they're just like not they're they're metering the met the developing meta of it all like the show almost can't what I've I'm sort of realizing is like the show almost can't keep up with the development of the strategy when the show itself is trying to develop the strategy further than the previous season so we're sort of seeing this weird sort of thing where uh oh we're not seeing enough of things. It's all explainable and all that sort of thing. But I just feel like the they're doing a lot more than they can show us. If that makes yes. sense. Yes. It's and it's in its experimental phase, right? Like yeah. we still don't know what optimal faithful strategy is. So they're kind of just 
throwing things out there and the producers have to try and string it together into a coherent storyline. Yeah. And the reality is everyone in this game basically is playing a completely different meta game. Yeah. So it's whatever's going to make sense here. And we do kind of see that in, in the story here where we've got the Kevins who are targeting Janelle because she's guiding the votes yeah. and incorrect. Mm. Um, and then some people are saying, well, that makes you an unhelpful faithful. Some people are saying, well, you're guiding the votes. That makes you a traitor. Yeah. And then we have the unspoken implication, which is you're going against the gamers. You're going against my alliance. I'm choosing yeah. Dan over you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's And now that's these last three recent seasons, that argument has come up every time more so than all the other seasons previously. Yes. I would say. I like from, so. from when you guys filmed your season, all of these ones that have been filmed after effectively you guys, this has been the new developing element that has been almost blanket. Mm. And I would, I mean, I'm with Janelle. I would rather someone who was putting out names so I know where they stand yeah. than someone like Dan who's saying nothing. Yeah. I mean, to me, oh, that's yeah. profoundly unhelpful. It's, you know, not putting any heat on them. I would rather target someone like that than a Janelle who at least I kind of know where I stand with her. Yeah. Oh, fully. And that's, and that's, that is a touch of what would be the optimum faithful strategy. We all put our thoughts out there. Okay. Who are connective threads? Okay. What, what makes that person a plausible trader? Okay. Let's work together on that. And I think unfortunately it just hasn't developed far enough for that, those things to cross over into real strategy yet. Mm. All right. So we get to the mission. We have the bird mission, which we saw on the Traitors UK as well. And I was very triggered by this mission on the <laughs> Traitors UK. Um, just the disrespect. Yes. So in, in this mission audience, basically half the team have to recreate bird calls. The other team have to find the bird. And the thing that kind of triggers me the most about this is that these stuffed birds that they have to go and find are all given kind of infantile names rather than their actual <laughs> name. So instead of being, you know, a puffin, you're squawky, squeaky, or birdalicious in this case. <laughs> but actually, I found this this one was fine. Um, uh, what did you enjoy the most about the mission, Phil? Um, I did like that in contrast to the other version we had just watched, uh, everybody all at least attempted to get the shield and failed miserably. Oh, iconic. Uh, yeah. Um... Yeah, I think that was my favorite thing. I feel like for me, I do get I I I'm sure people find everybody running around making the sounds hilarious every time, but I I think once I've seen it once, I've seen it 15 times already. I might know that isn't my humor at all. So <laughs> cute challenge, but I I was just like, yeah, 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 yeah. After I saw my uh, my and I, I don't think we're, I don't know if we probably talked about, but you know, my favorite on the UK one, Ryan, he was doing the um, <laughs> calls in that. And so unfortunately that challenge peaked when he was present. So this version, Bergie, can only, P, Bergie and Peter can only do so much to pique my interest in this challenge. You love them basic. Um, 
So yeah, I mean, it starts out, I'd, I'd say, one of the spicy points in this mission is the, the, the shit fight over who gets to be in the outside team, where the shields are. Um, so Kevin, MJ, Trishel, Sheree, I think they're all kind of um, speaking up and saying, look, you know, I've not had a shield before. Janelle does not give an F. Janelle's had the shield basically every time, and she's <laughs> like, I will punch a bee yeah. to get that shield. Um, so on the outside team, you know, CT and Dan, they're like, look, I'm not getting involved. I'll be on the inside. On the outside team, where there's two shields up for grabs, we have all of the himbos minus John. So we yep. have Kevin, Peter, and Bergie, and this becomes important later on mm -hmm. because Dan really wants to take out a himbo um, yep. and correctly points out that John is the least threatening of, of that um, yep. four. But we also have Sheree, Trishel, and Janelle outside as well. Um, Alan has a rooster called Miriam. I somehow felt, for some reason, felt like that was important. Sweet. <laughs> Sweetie Pops Kevin thinks it's really important for him to get the shield because, you know, he's really putting his neck out there to get Trader Janelle. All right, honey. Yeah. A lot, everyone's going for the shield, but no one other than Bergie and Trishel can actually read a map. So yeah. there's a lot of running around. Um, and in the um, end, Ber yes, yes. Uh, isn't Pete a pilot? <laughs> 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 Wow, don't hop on his flight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe he's okay if it's like an electronic map with the directions there for you, but no. How oh, funny. You don't want him navigating via paper, that's for sure. Um, so Bergie and Trishel, they get the shields. Phaedra adores CT because he's so silly, Phil. He's so silly. Uh, no, no, you, you're, you're doing it too enthusiastically she said it like sexily <laughs> sensually he's so silly yeah that's how she did it oh it was just like whoa that like came out of nowhere oof everyone's flirt actually the housewives seem to be hot for ct someone another one of the housewives was kind of flirting with ct as well this episode um they yeah they they're a little bit hot for him. Um, but we have, what else happens here? Um, oh yeah. So Peter, Peter explains the sh concept of the shield strategy to Janelle. He's like, look, yes. everyone's going to assume we went for the shield. Cause you know, you're Janelle, that's what you do. But if no one says who got it, then there's a blanket of protection. Yep. The shield condom, you could say. Yes. Um, Love that for him. We love that he did his research. Um, and everyone gets on board with this. And Janelle tells Alan in the group they're not going to be revealing who got the shields. Dan loves this because he thinks it makes Janelle look more selfish. I mean, mm -hmm. only to the people on the inside, right? This is great yeah. for the people on the outside. Yeah. Like, I, I, it was so funny. It was like, Janelle was just the person who said it, yeah. <laughs> you know? But it's, you know what is so funny? Because I found it really bizarre watching the UK one where it's the same scenarios were happening where, uh, oh my God, Claudia was allowing them to sort of announce who had the shield. And I was, and every time they're like, it was me, it was me. I'm like, guys, why are you doing that? I know she's asking, but you don't 
have to just because it's Claudia. And I'm so glad that these guys did that, like took the opportunity to not say anything. I think they did do it maybe once in the UK one, but thank goodness, because while in some ways, yes, we've sort of removed the blanket strategy, it does allow you to make moves and do things that they just don't know. Like, yes, I'm so glad they did it. Yes, because it does bring it brings in faithful strategy and peter actually does bring an original take to this i mean it might be i've not watched the non-english seasons yet so maybe we've seen something here but mm. peter's original take is that he is going to go to his three suspects ct dan and parvati and he's going to tell them that it was actually mm-hmm. him and Janelle who got the shield. Yeah. And and his theory here is if they then try to murder someone on the outside team, not him, mm-hmm. then that proves that one of those three is a traitor. Yeah. I would be pretty pissed off if I was someone on the outside team who was not Bergie and Bergie or Antrachelle if he did this because yeah. I was now, I was previously safe, right? If I'm Kevin and now I'm completely up for grabs, but I don't think Kevin has that level of sophistication in his, his strategic thinking. Like, do you really think Kevin and Sheree are really going to be like, oh my goodness, what is, how dare they? They'll be like, oh wow, that's a good plan. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I would be mega mad if I was one of them. It also kind of, um, it, it, it also depends on that. Tr- it, it, rewind. It also only works if Bergie and Trishel aren't traitors already, yes. right? Because they know who have the shield too. Yes. Um, and I did think that when Bergie, Trishel, and Peter have this conversation, and and Peter's explaining it to them, you know, and he's like, look, Bergie, I need you to shut up and not say anything about who has the shield. Make sure Kevin shuts up as well. Peter knows they're not the brightest sparks. They need this reiterating to them. But then bloody Trishel actually tells Peter who really does have the shield, that it's her and Bergie. And I'm like, it were, again, all of this falls into place for them because they really are all faithful. Um, but what if Peter was the traitor? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There were little things here where it does work out for them, yeah. but it all depended on Peter, Bergie, and Trishel actually being faithfuls. Well, it's kind of funny because I was thinking about it when uh, when this scene played out and how, well, I think it was last week when we were sort of mapping out the gamers, himbos, and housewives alliances, and we didn't really have... Trishel wasn't name dropped as being a part of the gamer alliance, despite being a challenge person. And we were sort of like, well, where does she belong or something along those lines? And well, now we know, I think at the end of the day, her allegiance is actually with the himbos. We just haven't been shown it this whole time, which is probably where that trust lies that they probably all have identified that they're all faithfuls together it just hasn't been explicitly told because, yeah, because last week when we were discussing the quote-unquote gamers, yeah, she just wasn't included in anything. And I just, I'd we forgot, basically forgot about it because she wasn't mentioned and she wasn't a himbo and she wasn't a housewife. Janelle lumped her in with the, the group she was calling the Faithfuls, which were yes. the himbos plus Trishel. And, and yep. we see that Trishel and Janelle had an outside game friendship, 
But I think I'm totally with you. I think Trishel's in a great spot because she's kind of straddling the two. She's mm. got this great relationship with CT and a tight bond there. But you're right, she's totally in with the himbos as well. And they yep. they must implicitly trust that she's absolutely a faithful. Yeah, yeah fully. And, and and I I feel like her she probably brings something to them as uh as a game, a quote unquote gamer into yes. what is this like dating show alliance or whatever you know we love so in the lead up to the round table outside of peter's ultimate strategy it's really kind of janelle versus kevin here um janelle's pushing really hard for dan still um kevin's pushing really yeah janelle's pushing hard for dan kevin's pushing really hard for janelle Kevin seems to be picking up a lot of the housewife votes here. Mm-hmm. Um, and the housewives end up dobbing Janelle in to Dan. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah MJ did. Yes, yes. So that kind of sets us up for the round table. Was there anything else in the lead up here that you you wanted oh, to make oh. sure we touched on? <laughs> I do I do find it really funny, and this is completely a random side note, but I do love that Bergie was still wearing his little red outfit <laughs> oh we didn't talk about the matching bucket hat yes in the mission it was, it was so australian primary school so yes. for our non-australian listeners we have a no hat no play rule here in australia and you're not allowed out in the playground unless you wear your enormous playground bucket hat which are, look identical yeah. to the ones that they were wearing yes. in these missions yeah, like the drawstring the red the color it was just i just thought it was so cute because like especially at this point Bergie's well the youngest person amongst these like 40 and 50 year olds so I just thought he just looks so cute like I I do find I'm I've always found him quite endearing but I'm really growing to um appreciate Bergie and this just just was so cute yeah it was adorable Bergie's baby girl I've seen it online and I agree yes we love um okay so we're getting to the round table and we have the twist we all saw coming Chili Philly, Kate Chastain, she's back. She's in a full brown leather ensemble and she's disappointed she's not a traitor because she wants to be able to murder the people who eat the croissants. <laughs> what was your reaction to seeing Kate Chastain again? Um, I did really like Kate on the last season. She uh, really did bring a lot of, well, she uh, activated the show. I feel like as once once the first few sort of left, realistically, if she wasn't there, it would have been quite dull, I would say. So I do like she's not uh, afraid of confrontation. I do like that she just sort of says her mind. And I did like at the end of um, the previous season how she was sort of acting. So, yeah, yeah. I'm excited. She's, I think I would be annoyed about this if it was a civilian season but in my mind the u.s is all about the chaos the celebrities bullying each other and i don't care like (laughs) i have watched kate extensively on below deck and obviously in the last season kate is a bully kate is a mean (laughs) girl okay um and and i can take that in doses would i want to play with her no would I be shitty if someone was introduced halfway through the season if I was playing the game? Yes. But in this yep. context, I'm completely fine with it. And 
oh my god, when Kevin comes for Kate at this round table <laughs> and accuses her of not listening to him, I'm like, oh, you just made the wrong enemy, Kevin, yeah. and you don't even realize it. Yeah, it's just so funny because I feel like he, well, what, not only has he not watched the show, but he clearly probably has no idea who she is in the same way that she has no idea who he is. And so I kind of love that dynamic of like two people basically being like, whoa, this is our first impression. Guess what? Um, yeah, it's just so funny because like maybe, uh, maybe I just don't remember what Kevin was like on Bling Empire. It was a while ago that I watched um, the random second season. But, like, was he really always this just, like... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kevin... Kevin is supposed to be the hero of Bling Empire, but he's kind of a toxic bro. He's obsessed with kind of, like, constantly bringing up how much he wants to do anal. Um, <laughs> and... I love that every time, and I have no context for it. Yeah. Like, I don't know, Kevin, toxic, I look forward to him being completely eviscerated by Kate. And he does open up the conversation. He demands that he's not interrupted um, <laughs> and, and puts out Janelle's name. And Janelle is just so profoundly unimpressed by this man. I yes. love it. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah. Especially, well, it, abstracted from sort of what happens this is an isolated incident would just be so hilarious to someone like you know it's like you've basically given us nothing this whole time and you're demanding that the room just sit in silence while you tell them that i'm a traitor like what the hell yeah like who are you peasant um (laughs) and she's like okay shut up it's dan (laughs) Uh, Bergie's standing up for her. She's like, but she, Janelle's messy here. She throws out a lot of names. I felt like she really needed to focus on Dan rather than like scattering so far. Cause then she's yes. bringing up CT. She's bringing up yes. Sandra. She's yes. alienating a lot of people here. At the what, table. Yes. What she should have done is said, my target tonight is Dan. I've played with you before. I've seen how you start a game. Um, and then I've then seen you succeed. I feel like from your experience, you know how to play this game uh, while a lot of these people don't. And I feel like you can pull the wool over their eyes while I'm bringing to the attention in front of a lot of other people who've also played similar games. And we're all highlighting the fact that your behavior is super suspicious. And I feel like that should be the primary reason why you are a traitor. And just yeah. kept it at that. Once you start looping in CT and Sandra and stuff and saying they're also traitors and that then Sandra is saying you're a effing traitor. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. it's like you're too chaotic. I saw she also online that she was also throwing fire at poverty too. Now, th- this was a criticism online uh, of my final round table as well. They said you just needed to focus on one person. For me, I, was, I knew I was already going at that round table anyway. So it was yeah. just a case of making sure everyone was very well aware of who the traitors were as I went out. So yeah. maybe that was the case for Janelle as well. But that yeah. said, like, you're still putting four, five names out there. Just rein it in. Rein it into a couple at most. Yeah. It's, it's, and yeah. And I feel like this is where the gamers sort of have, like they really, really overestimate their control over people who just don't game. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, you know, we all, I quite liked that Kate was almost hosting this round table. Yeah, so yeah. She goes around and asks each person. So who do opinion. you think? Yeah, who do you mm, think? Yeah. I'm just collecting evidence here. Love that. Yeah. John as well. John gave a little speech. He said a lot, yes. but didn't really say anything. Like yeah. all I really unpacked there was that he was accusing Kevin Yes, it was the consistent behavior. I can't remember where the consist was like Traders Canada, the consistent behavior yeah. argument. Because yeah. you had Janelle has consistent behavior that uh, every week, uh, every day, uh, I, it, it shows me that she's a faithful. But you, Kevin, out of all the people, have this magical ability of acting. Oh. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, it was the consistent behavior. I, I feel like we need to start writing down the, the tropes of accusation. There's the consistent behavior. There's the you're too loud. You're, you're too quiet. Too quiet. Um, you're loud but wrong. Um, it's never you're loud and you're right. That's never. That's yeah, never yeah, for some reason. That's, that's a reverse. That's, that's fine. That's... We need to make a bingo. Let's make a, a traders bingo for the next season yeah. that comes out. Yes. Okay. I feel like we need to do that as a podcast where we write down all the our top our top ten sort of common tropes that we've discovered and then we pick nine or and no, we put them on and then we can play on social media as well. Yes. Oh my I love goodness. that. Okay. I'm so excited. We're excited. Um, okay, so basically in summary, it's the himbos minus Kevin plus Janelle and Trishelle, the L's, who <laughs> are coming for Dan, and then it's everybody else piling on Janelle. Um, and it's... <laughs> we've never really seen, like, fights break out mid-vote before, so no. emergent gameplay here. <laughs> um, Sandra says, look, I think it's you, Janelle, you were the last recruited, takes a sip of water. <laughs> Janelle's like, yeah, you sip that water, you nervous <laughs> traitor. She's like, my mouth is dry. You're a fucking traitor, bitch. <laughs> and it just, whoa, it got spicy. I mean, I knew it was coming because I'd seen the spoilers, Phil, but this yep. was like, whoa. Yeah, and it's something really funny because I saw it obviously on social media before I watched it, and it's really funny because... The shot of Sandra drinking the water was not when she had the placard out or whatever that thing is called. Mm. So I was like, wait, where is this? So I was like, well, clearly Sandra must have taken some water. And so in my mind, I was like, wait, has this been all chopped up? But no, they just include one shot of her drinking, I guess, to contextualize the water drinking. Because they, for some magical reason, have no footage of Sandra drinking the water. But it's just so funny because it's... Interesting that if there's an alternate universe where Sandra doesn't take a sip of water and Janelle's just randomly saying, take a sip of water. (laughs) So iconic. Um, So basically all the housewives and gamers here uh, vote for Janelle. And then we have, as I said, the himbos minus Kevin plus the L's vote for Dan. Um, you know, I'm a faithful, you idiots. Of course you are, Janelle. The Janellacy, people fell victim to it. Mm-hmm. I, the only thing I wanted to note here was, like, Berkey starts shouting at people, being like, <laughs> oh, my God, I knew it. Like, side note, it is so 
annoying when people do this. When yeah. you are there at the round table and someone's like incredibly smug that everyone was wrong, it's just like, yeah. shut up. You don't know why I voted for this person. Like I might've voted for them knowing that they were a faithful, but they're just bad for my game. Like sit the F down, bitch. Well, the funny thing is that's basically what half of them said anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it was like, wasn't the right, wasn't the right context for it. But do you think that was just so he got sort of heat for being like a... No. He's vocal. He's doing this. Oh, you no. thought he was just doing it? No, <laughs> I think he was thing. just doing it. He, I mean, he he is going to avenge Janelle. Uh, he, yes. He's like, we're going to get the traitors for Janelle. I think that Bergie is a simp. I mean, we've seen him simping for Sandra. Here he's yep. simping for Janelle. He's the youngest there. I think that he just loves a strong woman taking him in uh, their stride and showing him the ropes, <laughs> and we love that for him. Yes. You know, we also, Dan's like, no hard feelings for everyone who voted for me. There's definitely hard feelings, Phil. There's definitely <laughs> hard feelings. Well, and Kevin, I feel like I hate when they say stuff like that as well. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God, guys, it's the game. Like, I get it. It's the game. But, guys, it's the game. Like, you don't need to be like, guys, it's all right. Don't vote for me next. I hate that. <laughs> um, And Kevin here is, like, just demanding Dan speaks up after this. He's like, just come on. Just Give us a name. And Dan's like, look, look, look. If I'm still here tomorrow, oh my God. I will give you a name. Ugh. And the himbos are like, mate, you've got one shot. One shot. And Bergie's like, there's no universe in which I'm not putting your name down tomorrow. Yeah. So, look, Dan, he's shaking. There's an emergency himbo meeting. This was my favourite. I did love this. Yeah, so all four himbos, Peter, Kevin, John, Bergie, meet outside and Peter reveals his secret strategy, letting them all know that CT, Dan and Parvati have been told by Peter that he has the shield. And, you know, John's like, John and Kevin are not mad. They are all profoundly amazed by his genius and they mm -hmm. can't wait to see how this turns out. And, and it, it's a good idea. Don't get me wrong, it's a good idea. A lot of things had to fall into place to make this work. Yeah. And incredibly, it does. Yeah. I was just thinking just then, as somebody who has been there, obviously, yeah, by, by chance, everything has worked out right. Do you think there's realistically any time in the format of the traders to formulate a plan and execute it? in this way successfully without it being basically all luck. I mean, I think there's always, like, yes, there's the there's strategic plays you can make like this as a faithful, but there is a lot of luck involved always because there's no way of, of knowing if you can trust everybody on your team I, because they might not be traitors. Like, that's, yeah, I think, I think that's and, the thing I always keep forgetting through this, especially through you talking about this episode is that they, they, they're, they are doing things not knowing <laughs> that whomever they're speaking to is a traitor. And so it's obviously very easy for at least me to be like, well, yeah, you guys know that they're not, uh, that they're faithful and not traitors and stuff like that. But they're not saying, they're not thinking that with certainty, which is what yeah. is like, the big thing here. Peter has five people in on this plan, right? The Himbos plus Trishel. And there's how many people left in the game at this point? Like 18, 15? 
Mm. Right? That's there's such a high likelihood statistically that one of those five people are a traitor and could completely blow it up. Yeah. Um, and he's lucky that they're not. And I mean, that is an element of a good read. A lot of mm-hmm. an element of a good read on them all. But not only are they all five of them actually faithfuls, but Dan takes the bait, which I can't yeah, get over. That so we, is dreadful. Nuts. So we go to Trader's Tower. Phaedra and Parvati say, all right, Dan, what, whose name are you going to throw out tomorrow? He still can't give them a name. He still can't give them a name. He's like, I'm going to sleep on it. I'll think about it. Because he's re- trying to play them. That's the annoying thing. It's like you can't play this solo game. There's too, still too many traitors. Like, yeah. I mean, you can play a solo game, but you can't let everyone know you're playing a solo yeah, yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Stop being obvious about it. So Parvati reveals Peter had told her that he has the shield and Dan's like me too. Parv immediately calls it. She's like, all right, then he's lying, right? This is a strategy. He's trying to bait us into voting yeah. for someone on the outside. And Dan's like, no, 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 no. I need Bergie out. And Parva's like, this is a terrible effing idea. Like in her mind, she's like, if you screw this up, you're dragging me down with you. Because yeah, I've got heat, you've got heat, and he's going to know. Like what? They don't know he's told CT as well. It's like Parvati yeah. and Dan cop heat if he f's this up. Yeah. She she's like no, but he he pushes and pushes. You know, like John, MJ, Sandra. No, those are wastes. I insist on Bergie, and I think it was such a major. I mean, spoilers, everyone. Sorry, because like we we've got to talk about this. It's, yeah. All over the internet, people have drawn the shots from the next episode. Yeah. Everyone is at the round table. He, they do. They do yeah. try to murder <laughs> Bergie. And he has the effing shield. Like, yeah. Dan has cooked this hardcore. Yeah. And I we also see it the next time on that Dan's going to give his big reveal of the one person he's finally got a name for. There is no way in my mind that he can pick anyone other than Parvati here. Yeah. Because he's got to feed the faithful. They He has yeah. to dispel now this Peter strategy of it's either CT, Parvati, or Dan. Like, they have to hit someone. Yeah. It has to be correct. And Parvati is the only other person who's in on the plan and a traitor. Wait, so they, they only gave Dan this power this time because they were sharing it out, right? He pushes really hard. Like, I, he's... I, Parv should... No. I think yeah. Pav should have just pushed for just no. No. And just said no. Because it reflects on to me. Yeah. What are we doing? Solo game or individual game? Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Because is doing team game. Phaedra does it, This does, has no impact on Phaedra. Yeah. Like, they can do whatever they want. Phaedra goes unscathed. This yeah. is this blows up both Dan or Parv- and Parvati's game. It pits them against each other, and one of them has to go at this next round table for the other one to be safe. Yeah, Dan, be careful of your social media next week if if all of this leads to Parv going, hey. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's going to light you up because you just set her up. You just, unless his plan is to set her up. I don't, I, I don't, I think he thinks that he's going to swing big and take out. But, like, even if he takes out Bergie and Bergie doesn't have the shield, that's what? still, like, we saw this over on Canada 
when you take a swing at someone who should be protected by the shield strategy, mm-hmm. regardless, it narrows down the numbers because it has to either be someone who was on that team and, and could have got the shield. So yep. everyone knows it was Trishel and Bergie, basically. So it's either yep. Trishel or Bergie, or it's CT, Parvati, and Dan, Dan who thought he had the shield. So it narrows it down to basically those five people. <laughs> One of those five has to be a traitor. Like, this is yep. such a bad idea <laughs> on every yep. level. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Bad. Dreadful. Ew. Yuck. We hate it. That said, okay, Dan successfully manages to get the votes to get Parvati out next week. And I think that's entirely doable because even though all the himbos are looking at Dan, the gamers are protecting Dan regardless of whether or not he's a traitor. And we know that Parvati, there's not a lot of love with Parvati and anybody else. So I think it could be Parvati. And it does... Does that then exonerate Dan? No, 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 no. No, but we've seen so many times before where I've said, no, this shouldn't exonerate them. They were correct and they stay in the game. Like, Dan got poverty right and he's not been murdered. Everyone should know it's Dan. But we've seen the faithful fall for that so many times, Phil. Actually, yeah, what am I saying? Yeah, sure, they're going to do the same thing that they do every season where somebody gets and then they're all like, oh, and then they're not going to get murdered because that's the that's the crucial element of being the trade the trader hunter deal. Yes, is that if you're a trader hunter, te- they will take you out before they you, you move on to the next ones. So as soon as Dan's rocking up at the round table, I mean at the breakfast, and they're all going to be like, "Whoa!" Like, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to witness because I feel like, yeah, unfortunately, from if if it plays out the way we expect it, then poor Parv is going to be not only burnt by by this decision, but also maybe a bit burnt by her own her own undoing a little bit by not sort of pushing hard enough. But also, if Dad gets to stay and then gets touted as the trader hunter, oh my god, you, Duh, you... I'm gonna die. <sighs> And it's, it's a shame that Dan didn't... I mean, Canada wouldn't have been out in time for filming of this. But no. there's so many... You know, I can explain logically why it's a terrible idea to take the risk with the S.H.I.E.L.D. strategy because it narrows down the numbers. But unless you've perhaps seen that play out, yep. you know, you don't viscerally understand why it's such a bad idea to do that even if you get the right hit yeah exactly yeah it's it's because I feel like that's the thing and just like how I how I sort of only just mentally sort of process in my mind like you don't you won't be trusting these you'll be trusting them but there's still that element that it's not actually the right person to be trusting it's not like survival where it's like trust them to do just do the right thing or do the correct move um yeah so it's just going to be real interesting because yeah, at the end of the day, Dan probably has this long meta understanding of what he's doing and maybe it is, you know, I'm going to get half out, blah, 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 blah. But there's so many elements to this that you just don't get firsthand until you've been there. Yeah. You, you cannot, like, I hope I'm making it, it clear for the audience. Like he cannot, even if he was correct, like even if Bergie doesn't have the shield and Bergie is murdered um, 
you cannot hit someone who should be protected by the shield strategy because it means that you, you knew know. who had the shield. Um, yeah. And I just, or, or you make people think that you knew even if you yeah. didn't know. And it's just going to narrow down the field so much. Um, so look, let's see what happens. I didn't, other than Janelle kind of saying, look, the, um, housewives suffer from Janelle's C. Everyone knows it's poverty and Dan, who are the traitors, but Sandra's playing the, um, playing it like it's survivor. I didn't see a lot yeah. of social media drama this week. Did you, no, did no. you get any good social no, media No, it was stuff? just the memery. Yes. Just the memery of it all. All right. Well, we loved it and we can't wait to see what happens later on this week. Yeah. Chilly Philly. What have you got going on? Where can people find you? Um, so you can follow me uh, at Chilly Philly on Instagram and at the Chilly Philly on Twitter. Uh, me and Mel at some point in time are going to be recapping that final week of uh, Traders UK for the last time which I haven't watched it yet, but I know what happens. <laughs> so it's going to be real interesting. Um, and so, yeah, so we'll be doing that on Tuesday. So it'll probably come out on what would be our Wednesday. Uh, and then, yeah, you can still watch my show, Chill with Phil on Wow Presents Plus. What about you? We love it. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Annabelle C-E. That's A-N-N-A-B-E-L-C-E. Um, at, just trying to remember how to spell my name for the moment there. Um, I have been over with Puya on the reality TV wrap-ups covering the Traitors UK. I will be joining Puya to recap that final week of the Traitors UK as well. Here at Babes on the Brink, we would absolutely love you forever if you could subscribe and leave us a rating and review mm-hmm. we're still little babies even though we're babes and um we would just love to hear your feedback and and have other people be able to find us so please do that otherwise we love you we adore you we're absolutely loyal to you we love Bird Delicious. flap flaps forever <laughs> bye bye